Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I would like for you to turn with me, please, to 2 Corinthians. I want to go to 2 Corinthians and uh, chapter 4 and then chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and chapter 5. I'm going to point out just two, two or three quick scriptures. And I want to share with you, beginning with verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We do not look at things and focus on what we can see. We're faith people. We don't let our lives be determined by temporary circumstances that defeat and worry and press us down. Now look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, one more verse of Scripture, verse 7. Everybody read it out loud, would you? First, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. And they may be able to get it up. Everybody out loud now. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now say it with a little, little conviction. We walk by faith, not by sight. This side is my side. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments about the power of not allowing what you see to kill your faith, but tuning in to what you hear more than what you see. Abraham, the Bible said, went not knowing. Faith, the Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not about what you can see presently he went not knowing where he was going it required risk it required not having all the answers just moving by faith without faith the bible declares in romans 4 it is impossible to please god that means i don't care how religious you are i don't care how spiritual you act if where you are is not requiring faith out of you trust out of you even a little risk out of you, you are not pleasing God. God is a God of faith. As a matter of fact, the definition of faith is faith is not what we see. One day Jesus walked up to a fig tree in the book of Mark and he cursed the tree and nothing happened. The disciples thought probably he missed God on that one because he said, I cursed this fruitless tree and nothing happened. The next day, as they were leaving the same city, the same tree that was there was withered up and dried up, the Bible said, from the roots. 24 hours later. And the disciples marveled. And they said, Lord, look. And Jesus was not surprised at all because he was saying to them, faith is not what you see. The moment that I spoke against that tree in faith, it was drying up in the unseen. What you see is temporary, but what I hear was great. What I was hearing was greater than what I was seeing. I love the story in 2 Samuel chapter 5 of David and the Philistines. David was fight, fighting an overwhelming army of Philistine soldiers, and God gave him the strangest, uh, strangest instruction. God said to him, 
I want you to go up in the grove of trees, of mulberry trees, and as you see the enemy encroaching and moving in, mighty armies invading, you just sit under those trees and you wait. And I know you're watching one thing and you're looking at one thing, but I want you to listen and move by what you hear, not by what you see. And when you hear the sound of moving in the tops of the mulberry bushes, it will mean that the Lord has gone before you and His angel chariots have gone before you. And don't go by what you see. What you see will terrify you. But listen for what you hear from another world. And, and he's sitting under there and suddenly the tops of those trees start moving like the wind gets a hold of them. And he knows God wants him to move and he moves out and, and defeats the Philistines because he did not go by what he was seeing. We walk by faith, not by sight. We do not tune in to what we see. We tune in to what we hear. Elijah was facing a, a famine. I'm going somewhere in just a moment. But Elijah was facing a famine. And it had not rained for three and a half years. And he sp sends a servant and he says, tell me what you see. And he says, I see nothing. And then he said, but I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. He was not going at the famine, watch, not going by what he was watching. He was going by what he was hearing. It was a mild October afternoon, 1982. Badger Stadium, Wisconsin, was full of 60,000 die-hard fans of the University of Wisconsin. They were watching their team play the Michigan State Spartans. And even though they had home field advantage, it became very obvious that Michigan State was the better team because the score became more and more lopsided right up front in the first quarter of the game. And even though the score began to get more and more lopsided and more and more it was obvious there was no way that the Wisconsin team was going to beat the Michigan team, the burst of applause and shouts from the grandstands of the Wisconsin fans began to grow louder and louder and louder the more they were watching their team be defeated. The more they were losing, the wilder and the crazier and the louder the fans in the stands got. The coaches and players were stunned to hear their fans screaming and cheering while their team was losing. It turned out that 70 miles away in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers were beating the St. Louis Cardinals in Game 4 of the 1982 World Series. And many of the fans in the stands had portable radios up to their ears. And even though they were watching defeat right there in front of them, they were tuned in to a bigger victory in another arena that was making them cheer while they were looking at defeat. Many of the fans in the stands were listening to the radios, responding to what they heard, not to what they saw. They were celebrating victory in the presence of defeat by what they heard. They were listening to victory reports while they were watching what was a defeat in front of them. What a contradiction, shouting in the midst of obvious defeat. And I want to ask you tonight, are you responding to what you're seeing or are you responding to what you're hearing from God? The arena 
that they were seeing in was showing them one thing, but the arena that they were listening to was telling them a different thing. And I'm saying to you, when I look at this world politically, economically, morally, in every way, it looks like we're seeing defeat. But then when I tune in to another world, I don't hear this book saying, be depressed, be afraid, be worried, be, be, look out, it's bad and it's going to get worse and you ought to lose hope and you ought to lose all confidence in God. This book is not telling me that, so I've got to choose. Am I going to go by what I see or by what I hear? I'm saying to you that the odd and untimely cheering right in the middle of defeat was an amazing example, in my opinion, of what the church is all about in faith. We walk by faith, and faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? You're tuning in, you got a spiritual radio, turn your radio on. And don't go by what you're seeing, go by what you're hearing. And even when you're seeing what looks like defeat, there is another arena that, that proclaims, yes, in all of these things, we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And you have to decide, how are you going to live? In fear by what you see or in faith by what you hear? Everywhere you look right now, some of you may see defeat. But Jesus gave three cheers for his church. Three times Jesus said, be of good cheer. Cheer up. I want some cheers in my church. Three times. In John 16 and 33, he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. In, John, in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 12, he said, be of good cheer, for your sins are forgiven. And in, and in uh, Matthew 14 and 27, he said, be of good cheer, for it is I, be not afraid. Now listen to what he says. He says, no matter what you're seeing tonight, I want you to be of good cheer, number one, I have overcome the world. Whatever you're seeing politically, whatever you're seeing in your own personal life, in your family, it may feel like it's overwhelming you, but B, I want you to tune in to more to what I'm telling you in another arena where victory was won at Calvary. We're not trying to get to victory. It's already happened at Calvary. And heaven is not broadcasting defeat and worry and fear. And he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And if I overcame the world, you're going to overcome the world. And then he said, listen to the second reason to give me a big cheer. He said, be of good cheer. I know what you're looking at may be discouraged, but be of good cheer for your sins are forgiven. You know what he's saying? Don't just, don't just celebrate what you've got, but celebrate what you got rid of. Your sins are forgiven. You got rid of your sin, rid of your shame, rid of your addiction, rid of your bondage, rid of your past. Maybe you're not completely free yet, but you're not who you used to be. And he said, cheer up, even no, no matter what you're looking at, tune in to what you're hearing. Let's take a praise break right there. And give Jesus a big cheer from the grandstand. Somebody who's looking at one thing, but hearing something else. The last thing in the world, don't you know that people who were visiting, sitting up in those stands, watching those people's team lose on the field, don't you know they thought these are some strange people cheering right in the midst of what looks like defeat.
And I think that's how church ought to be. We ought to come in here and we're going through the same problems they're going through, same challenges, raising the same kind of kids, going through the same. But we don't let our joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength and we cheer because we hear something greater than what we see. And then he said, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. I have overcome the world. Turn your radio on. Tune in to another location. There's another location that's saying, fear not. There's another location that's saying, you may be seeing a bad report, but there's another, there's another station you can tune into. And it's saying, I am your healer. I am your provider. I am your miracle worker. I know exactly what you're going through. I know exactly who you are and where you are. And don't you walk by sight. You walk by faith. We are faith people. We are not, we are not sight people. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy right now. Calvary looked bad. Calvary looked bad. If you were watching it, it looked bad. The Son of God was nailed to those timbers. A spear in his side and a crown of thorn on his, on his head. On his head. But after three days, he rose again. And if you had your radio on, 50 days later in the upper room, there came a sound like a mighty rushing wind that filled the place where they were sitting. So you can be watching one thing and heaven can be broadcasting and saying another thing. And usually that's how it is. seems like the greatest times God's told me to do things is when what I was seeing was telling me it's not the opportune time. You should wake. You shouldn't do it. But I was hearing another thing. And God says, this is going to require faith. Step out. And I tell you, when you hear God tell you, come on out here. Get out of that boat of safety. Get out of that comfort zone and step into the faith zone where I am. I'm not in the boat with the boat people. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. Yeah, I ain't going to get out there. That's risky. I'd rather get out there and start sinking. He just started to sink. He didn't sink. Turn to somebody and say, you're not going to sink. You just started to sink. Jesus is out there, not in the boat. Somebody shout right now like you're in a grandstand watching one thing and hearing another. Oh, you got something better in you than that. All the way back there in that section, lift up a shout of triumph. That's why the Bible says shout unto God with the voice of triumph. I'm seeing one thing, but I'm hearing victory in another realm. Oh, it's the last days. I'm telling you, it's the last days, and it probably is. I mean, this is perilous times, folks. Now, I'm seeing one thing, but I'm hearing something else. The same Bible says, and in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters. Now, I can look at this and say, ooh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Or I can listen and say, ooh. He said, I'll pour out my spirit on your sons and daughters and they'll prophesy. 
You know what the word prophesy means? Future talk. All a prophecy is is a future, future talk. In other words, right in the middle of what looks like the end, I'll put a spirit of prophecy on the next generation and they'll talk future talk and say, God's not through with America. God's not through with the world. God's not through with this church. And I'm on future talk. I see revival. I see, I, I, I'm not going to give up on this nation because God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit and the people will future talk. A new generation will future talk. That's what I'm hearing. I hear from another place and another arena there is a place where Satan is bound, where sin is defeated, and where Jesus is Lord. And there's only two ways you can get from where you are to where that is. Again, where Satan is bound, where sin is defeated, and where Jesus is Lord. And there's only two ways you can get there, through prayer and through praise. The only way you can move from your arena of what you're seeing into the arena where Satan is defeated... Sin is defeated and Jesus is Lord is through prayer and through praise. There's victory in a greater arena. I'm saying to you tonight that the Bible said we're in this world, John 15, but we're not of this world. Wow. So I'm sitting in one arena and I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. I'm hearing from another arena that no weapon formed against me or my family will prosper. I'm hearing from another arena, you're free and he whom the Son sets free. Now I may be sitting, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And that's why I get to cheering and get happy and people think you're crazy, but you don't understand I'm hearing that while I'm watching one thing, I'm hearing from another world. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And I hear Deuteronomy 28, I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I'm, ble I'm the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. I hear Isaiah 53 saying, by his stripes I'm healed. I'm living in this world, but I'm hearing from another world. That's why I'm happy. I don't walk by sight because the things which I can see are temporal. But the things which are unseen that I'm hearing about are eternal. And you have to decide. Are you going to walk by faith or by sight? Let me give you one more real quick. Luke 10, 17, and the 70 returned. They said, Lord, even devils are subject unto us in your name. You know, we don't even believe in demons. We don't even believe that most of the church don't even believe demons are real. We ought to have a double demon coupon day. There, there's, more, there's more demons than there's ever been. And I'm not looking for them. They, I bump into more accidentally. But I'm telling you, you fast and pray and you understand we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But he gave his disciples authority over demon spirits. He, they said, even devils are subject unto us in your name. And Jesus said... I beheld Satan fall from heaven as lightning. In other words, he's a fallen foe. You understand that? Satan has one of those beepers on. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. He fell. 
He's an ex-employee of heaven that was fired for non-performance. Nobody's been a loser longer than Satan. And he loves to beat you up every time you mess up. But he was in heaven and couldn't live for God. And here you are in another world living for God. But not by what you see, but by what you hear. I've never even seen God. He's seen God and he couldn't live right. And I've never seen God. And I hear God and I live right. Somebody shout and give a cheer in the grandstand no matter what you're seeing. We're faith people. We're faith. That's what faith people do. I'm almost done. Well, why y'all got to get so loud? Well, why have you got to be so quiet? Hallelujah. I'm feeling, I feel like shouting. I feel like breaking this new platform in real good. <laughs> I'm about to knock something over. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want a hundred people to jump up on your feet and shout before I finish. Glory. Glory. Let the devil know what I see is not discouraging me. I'm hearing victory. I'm hearing I'm an overcomer. I'm hearing by the blood of the lamb. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm hearing freedom. I may be seeing one thing, but I'm hearing another. Bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What do you have to be down about? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. All right. Sit down. You, you know. Why don't you start talking? If you're elderly... And there's not a lot of elderly people in this church. But if you're, I'm about the oldest. But, but if, you're the, if you're elderly, don't talk death and, and getting crippled. And, I mean, that, if you listen to some elderly people, and I love you. But I wrote this down in my notes. There's nothing to positive thinking. Because I hear all the older people, the people who live real long, and they talk about, I won't be here next year. They've been saying that for 20 years. Seems like every time we have a family reunion or something, the old folks in the family, I want a picture. Everything goes wonderful. And then toward the end, I want a picture. I probably won't be here next year. And they've been here for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Why don't you start saying, I'll live and not die. Declare the works of God's not through with me. But watch this. Jesus said, Jesus said, and behold, I give unto you, Luke 10, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Listen to this. And in my name, you'll tread on, on serpents. Everybody say serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notice serpents and scorpions. Serpents strike you with their head. Scorpions strike you with their tail. And what Jesus was saying is, heads or tails, you win. If you pray, and, and you pray one way, and it, and it lands tails instead of head, you still win. 
and I may see one thing, but I hear another thing because God says all things are working together for your good. I'm going to get you to heaven. I'm going to get your family to heaven and I'm going to do work in your life. And heads or tails, we win. That's what I'm hearing. Now I can go by what I see or I can go by what I hear. And I've learned that if I will get into the Word of God and say, Lord, speak to me. Turn the radio on. And don't be discouraged by what you see. But go by what you hear. And give God cheers and praises. Right in the middle of what you're seeing that should discourage you. And victory shall be yours. Give God a great praise if you believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet all over this room. Raise up both hands toward heaven. Go ahead and play. Raise up both hands toward heaven. And open up your mouth and for the next 30 seconds, see yourself in the grandstands and think of some area where the enemy's been showing you defeat and tune out what you're seeing and tune in what you're hearing and open your mouth and begin to cheer because you have overcome the world because he is with you and you don't have to be afraid and cheer because your sins are forgiven. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Lift up your voice and thank him right now. Lift it in your own way. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.